Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast. It is I, James, your benevolent dictator. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here to introduce the other two hosts. Hi, everyone. This is Gracie hopping back and forth between Girl Taku and the Anime Trending Podcast. And I'm Nick, uh, returning from my vacation, even though I'm pretty sure in the time between when my vacation started and ended, we didn't record another podcast, right? Yeah, we did. We did not. So technically, I haven't missed a week. That's great. Um, <laughs> really is quite convenient. So I, I have like a small story from, from going because I, I ended up meeting up some of the other trans people um, in an undisclosed location because we're all secretly spies. Um, the secret anime trending bunker. Yeah, so I got to, I got the I got to hang out with uh, Quack Agnes and Medi a long, long time. Medi was like, "Woo!" So that that was kind of rest fun. in peace, Medi. Yeah, Lovely and memory. so uh, Agnes gave me kind of this revelation that she called me chaotic, and I didn't know how to like process that. Um, almost like it was like kind of like my my D and D character. And then as after she said that, it almost felt like the universe went out of its way to prove her right because we were <laughs> at a beach and um, I walked into a candy store and there was like one of the things of like the really nasty uh, Jelly Belly Bean Boozled beans. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, ooh, look at this. This tastes like garbage. Like, is that going to taste like garbage or uh marmalade or like or toothpaste or like, so it's like they, like you don't know what flavor it's going to be until you eat it and then almost like as if the devil himself put the the box in my cart like someone bumped into me and like knocked over like the uh display thing and they all fell <laughs> like the boxes all fell into my basket like it was just like you almost felt like there was some jojo's energy out there it's, you've been set up yeah a little bit i was like okay that i was like that doesn't that doesn't prove nothing so i put everything back and i go outside and i was like i was just kind of showing them like what i what i picked up in there because they had a really good chocolate and right as i was oak tape took it out there was like a mother walking her uh toddler and the toddler looked up at me but wasn't looking where uh he was going and so he ran like straight into the sign that was like right in front of him. No. So it was like bunk. And like we just all <laughs> stood there and they looked at me like because because I shook the, the candy, just kind of showing what it was, it like got the kids' attention. And it was all your fault. Yeah, and I was like looking at it like, oh my god, I'm a monster. I've done this. <laughs> but I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, so now I've got to think about other parts of my life now. Oh gosh, somebody somebody described me uh, a particular way a couple of days ago. It might have actually been in one of our myriad group chats, and I just can't remember which one it was. And I was like, I want to be mad about it, but it's also, like, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find it real quick. Anyway, though, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're, uh... Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, Greasy, that was your... You're the one that said it, is I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm gonna go all in. Oh, yes, that's exactly who you are. <laughs> oh, God. I I say that after, right before the recording started, me complaining to both of you about this job that I have just recently taken, which is yet another, like, oh, I've bitten off more than I can chew, and now I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, I, I only got, like, half of that, because I think my brain is, like, halfway back, even still today, um, because along the way, all on my week-long vacation, I went, like everywhere and then i got sick like on the last weekend recording oh, this so now i'm like kind of tired it wasn't covid based on the test and i still have my taste so it what remains to say is if my tasted anime uh is still intact anime covid it takes away your sense of taste yeah but at least with this lineup i've seen i'm like okay it's definitely still there i think with some exceptions <laughs> There, there are good shows this season, and why don't we get into that with our first chart check of the spring season. Our first chart came out uh, just a couple days ago, and we've got our t our intro top ten, so why don't we just run down the list. Uh, in first place, we have Spy X Family. In second place, we have Kaguya-sama Love is War Ultra Romantic. In third place, we have Shikimori is Not Just a Cutie. In fourth place is Komi Can't Communicate Season 2. Uh... 
also in fourth place. Oh wait, right. This is because of our our yeah for legal uh, reasons. Comey rule. can't communicate is not is like the unofficial. I, I I don't know how we're doing it internally, Gracie. Do you know? Yeah, Gracie, do you remember our exact policy on that? Well, Comey Can't Communicate is going to air weekly on Netflix just three weeks later. So uh, uh, so it's not quite uh, officially on our like public charts yet in regards to our social media. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means that there's also an interim fourth place, which is The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. Uh, in fifth place is Data Live 4. In sixth place is Ahad and San wa Hakaranai. Uh, in seventh place is Yo Boy Kong Ming. <laughs> uh, eighth place is Tomodachi Game. Ninth place is Love After World Domination. And tenth place is Science Fell in Love. So I tried to prove it. R equals one minus sine theta. Uh, which I believe is an actual. Uh, if, if my physics class, uh, uh, clearly I didn't remember it. That's um. Uh, R and theta is the uh. Not Cartesian coordinates. It's the radial coordinates, which I never fully understood. It's uh, how you map things in like a circular. Sp- it's like how you map planets together because it's existing in a three D kind of like a three. I wouldn't be surprised space. if I wouldn't be surprised if that graphical function does something similar to a heart shape. Uh, maybe that I, that I could, probably I could, yeah. Let's go. To, let's go to Wolfram Alpha right let's now. Let's, you want to pull that up right now? Yeah. Wolf All right, let me know. Ram Alpha computational intelligence that gave me my career, but I'm not going to say that because I don't want to pay them any royalties for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's R equals one minus sine theta. Let's see if we just graph that. I'm just I'm just typing that directly in. Oh wait, yeah, wait, math, math. Uh, I mean, it's it's. It's just a. Let me it's see if there's. It's just a sine curve, unless unless I'm not doing it right. Like if I have to get it on the, uh, like a radial input or something. You might have to do it on radial input. Yeah, I, I'm pretty Real sure locals. you need like three different coordinates for for radial because you need like you need like two different angles. I, I forget, dude. I don't remember math, but it's, it's been so it's, long since I've had to do that. Anyways, it just seems like they just. It's just they want to say it's radical. This is a radical new show. It's the season two. It's not new at all. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but yeah, so that's our top ten. I've actually only watched two of the top ten shows right now. I have some other stuff that I want to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it because uh, work is hard and uh, I am never allowing myself to have a break. But uh, both of you have been, I mean, Gracie, you've been watching every show under the sun because that's that's just how you do it. Um, but so I'll, I'll come back to you last because you're going to talk about the stuff that neither Nick or I have seen. All right. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, what have you been watching? So I, I love Spy Family. I don't know. Like, this is a little show that no one's heard about, but uh, <laughs> this is, I got to tell you. Um, dang, what a good show. It's like perfect for showing in like a college club too. It's yeah, got, like I I genuinely was laughing out loud like watching this alone. Um, and I think the dynamic is hilarious in the first two episodes. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it uh, to watching it because I've been I've been reading the manga and been like this is so great and I was really excited to see the anime announcement. I'm really excited to watch it because the voice cast is really good and um yeah because I forget what was his name the um. The silly guy we talked about in the previous episode uh, from the show. Frankie Franklin? Frankie Franklin. He's voiced by the guy who does Ozu. And I was like, wait, I know this guy. <laughs> I know this voice. I love this guy's voice. I'm excited for him and then also for uh, Yor because that's uh, Saudi Hayami. Yeah. Uh, and so thanks to thanks to our mutual friend, Eli, I, I have a great relationship <laughs> for her as a voice actress. Uh, <laughs> um. To to kind of the the big demonstration for me at least as far as like Spike's family's widespread appeal is that my sister watches some anime but like barely any because uh it's very hard to find shows that are like she likes what she likes but 
she's very hard at articulating, like very bad at articulating what it is about shows that she watches that she enjoys, which means that if she's like, I like this show, I'd be like, oh, then you might like this. And she goes, no, I don't like that. And my response is like, what do you mean? It's got like the same genre and rough plot and this, that, and the other. And she's like, oh, this one specific thing isn't there. And I went, okay, well, you're not going to get, you know, that one specific thing. Like, uh, I think I tried to sell her on, um, on fate because she enjoyed another, like, basically like swords and historical figures show. And I was like, oh, okay. And then you'll probably like this. And she's like, no, I don't like it. Um, Meanwhile, she's been trying to get me to watch Haikyuu, and uh, it didn't stick because I don't like sports shows that much. But even she was like, she sent me a, a, a text the other day with like a screen cap and was like, "This is pretty good. Do you want to watch? You do you want to watch it when you get back uh, home after the semester?" And I was like, "It's like four weeks until I get back. Why don't we watch it independently? And then when I get back home, we can watch it together." And she's like, "All right, cool." So. Spike's family uh, brings together another family, which is me and my sister watching anime together. Yeah, and I think one of the things that like makes the dynamic really work in Spike's family is like the fact that I mean the daughter character kind of ties it all together. Um, and like my old background is that I mean, with the first like minute, they tell you that she she's like literally a telepath, and so yeah, like. They never explicitly say to her, like, oh, I'm a spy or I'm an international assassin. Like, but she's she just knows and like a lot of her like actions are so wild card because of that, and it like makes the reactions genuinely funny. She has the forbidden knowledge. Yeah, like the kid is totally in on it, but like then the parents don't know, so it's it's almost like she's like a better spy, um, at fooling them from that that spot. Yeah. But she's also like six, and she's really bad at hiding it. But she gets away with it. She's a kid. Yeah, and like it's 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 a pure comedy, but also like the action sequences are really like intense and well done. Like it, it's almost like you can't have the comedy without like the kind of gripping parts, like where he's like kind of going through all the crazy sequences. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really, it's a good really show. great show. I could talk about this for, uh, for. We we will talk at length about it because um, this. Uh, the the uh the the setting of of the show is a is the <laughs> it's that whole like based on a real location which is this is based on berlin during the cold war and so the, yeah. i mean like the name of the city is literally berlin they just put a t berlin, at the end of it's it it's like eastlandia and westlandia it's like yeah. it's it's so funny how it's like so it's 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 that good like 60s 70s spy thriller you know it's the cold war it was it, that that situation led to kind of like the heyday of of the spy thriller like james bond so much of that takes place you know who well culturally has his own kind of issues it was iconic at the time and that was based a lot on like cold the ian fleming's cold war intelligence experience yeah uh and so we'll get into it because i like that time period and i get to choose what the podcast topics are so one of these episodes is gonna be talking about it uh just once i catch up <laughs> You watching any other uh, any of the other shows on the top ten? So I am not caught up with Kaguya. I know Kaguya is like is such a powerhouse that I did start. I'm like pretty in there on season two, so like I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm on there. It's a good show. Um, I was like in a sickly haze for like four days now, so I I don't remember much on that. Um, You're like sick Kaga. You're just there, just like, uh... No, I know, and that's happen. why the worst part is, like, of the shows, I think I've watched Tomodachi Game, like, more, and, like, oh, jeez. <laughs> How is Tomodachi Game? It sucks! It sucks! It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's like, I am enjoying it, but it's not good. Um, no, you should help. not be enjoying it. <laughs> it's, it's, I shouldn't enjoy it. It's, it's wrong. Like, look, let Nick enjoy his trash. Like, it's like this. A, it, it, a human being had these thoughts and wrote them down, and this is what happened. And so I'm only just laughing at the sheer absurdity of like, all of the cosmos moved. Every like dinosaur died to get to this moment, and this is what we got. And I'm like, oh no! Like when 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 humanity has burned itself out, and the planet is a is a is a burning wasteland, and aliens come down to see what remains. You know the the apex of human civilization. They will stumble upon a Tomodachi game Blu-ray. It'd probably be on DVD because like that's just how weirdly like 
low stakes it feels on laser disc laser disc format um i don't even want to talk about it it's not that good there's not really that much of a um hook for it it's kind of just believe in your friends even though there's a lot of money at stake but now it's more just they're gonna try to break up their friendships there's a lot of like no it completely it's just it's so bad the execution the plot there's like these two handlers who watch everything happen and they have to make commentary every single time someone oh i was gonna say that to you privately because i was like that actually straight up ruins the show because it's like you can't even speculate because they're just they're like saying what the twists are going to be before they happen and i'm just like well thanks i guess it's just like and some of their observations are dumb because they're like well you see friendships are more like dangerous because unlike romance love you know like where romance love is unconditional and i'm just like uh like that's not that's that's no <laughs> like no i'm sorry so yeah it was uh yeah they, they seem to be uh <laughs> it is so stupid i don't even know it's 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 really stupid it's i like, got i got mad yesterday because of well obviously like there is supposedly a traitor in the group but I was just like, uh, with the whole like second game where it's like spilling each other's secrets and stuff like that. I'm just like, there's an easy way around it. Everyone write effing lies and then react to it like it's real. So no, no I know. Like, that's why I was like, why did they all just freak out over like the secrets getting spilled? Like, you don't have to like, you could, they could have just been lies. I know. Like, I'm like, and that's so easy to write, you know? And then it's like, let it like, just wink at everyone to be like hey react like it's a big deal when in fact they're all lies i'm like that's the easiest way to win this game but somehow no one thought of it so which which is weird because like the very first game kind of made me think like oh they're they're gonna understand game theory of like what they need to do based on like what everyone else is probably going to do so i thought that that was going to be the conclusion but then yeah it just happened and now there's just like i i don't know what to think man my brain is just like gone um anyways i want to talk about like a different show <laughs> anything. i mean right, let's yeah, talk about shikimori because that like i've heard yes, a lot of about shikimori. <laughs> i'm actually watching shikimori uh and i'm very happy with the adaptation so far i think uh there was some concern right about uh the production for this show though yeah right? unfortunately Dolga Koba had a one? covid outbreak i think it's still happening like they had to shut down the mm. production so it's going it's a rough road for them um yeah it's gonna be a rocky yeah. start i hope it doesn't impact the quality of the show too much because right now it's been very they're good. not even sure it's it's actually hanging in the air on whether they can like finish it for the full season because so many employees have covid so yeah yikes that's yeah. not good oh, wow. this also is it th- this in itself the the anime the seasonal anime production uh pipeline is honestly like the perfect like small scale sa- like sample of like supply chain issues of just like this is what happens when there's one small hiccup and just the huge ripple effect that it has yeah, on everything yeah. else um but yeah uh Shikimori is not just a cutie, is an excellent show, and I knew it was going to be an excellent show because it is an excellent manga. Um, and I have been made aware of some detractors, and I'm going to say it now, uh, you're all wrong. <laughs> you have bad taste. I don't think it's they, taste they that's understand. the issue with them, I'm going to be honest here. So. <laughs> that's true, uh, but I'm I'm trying not to do like straight ad hominem attacks okay, i do it on girl taku so i'm fearless <laughs> there we go clearly the solution is to have me on so that i can get my spiciest takes um we all know that's never gonna happen my takes are not spicy enough i've listened to your episodes um <laughs> our takes aren't that spicy that's true i'm just super flattered that i even got brought up in an episode but that's neither here nor there <laughs> um but yeah this is an excellent show this is um Honestly, I think there needs to be more romance shows where the main couple are already yep, that's together. that's what I tweeted about um, on the Girl Taco Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It's nice because, you know, to a certain degree, you know, you get tired of the will they, won't they 
there's a reason. I'm gonna you know, say something. There's a reason why tropes I'm gonna, exist. I'm gonna say yeah, something. go for it. I, so sadly, I think it has to do with the fact that we're older. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. that's true. Because as adults, um, we just ain't got the time to see the will they won't they anymore. We just want to see what happens afterwards. But uh, as teenagers, I think we can all remember when we were totally into the will they won't they thing. So I think it's, mm-hmm. it, age has a huge impact on regards to this preference. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of weird, though, seeing, like, because part of me is like, oh, you know, high school wasn't that long ago. And then I'm like, wait a minute. High school was, like, seven yeah. years mm-hmm. ago. Like, I graduated in 2015. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's true. Like, even now, and this is, this is something, mostly because I'm assuming that to our most listeners, I'm just some voice with a name attached to it, so I'll talk about it because there's that wonderful veil of anonymity. But uh, I have tried, you know, like dating apps and things like that, and it is a combination of me being way too busy uh, with all my other work, uh, which kind of takes precedence because that's how I get paid and get graded and <laughs> stuff. But uh, so much, like, it's so it's so much effort. It, it can be such a pain sometimes. Uh <laughs> And the, 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 like, you know, thought of what I want in the future is, is very much that kind of like things have settled down and there's more of a, a baseline because the will they won't they is emotionally and mentally so draining now. Mm-hmm. And it gets repetitive um, after a certain point. Yeah, it does. It does. I think that's why there's so many like romance like anime tropes is that you know there's only so many ways that you can spin the like how are they going to do this that or the other before they inevitably get together because they have to unless the mangaka really wants to like stick it to the fans and does something else which i admire at this point is like oh the fans all thought this was going to happen and the mangaka as long as you have a good reason for it like in story decided to do something else and pissed everybody off the editors don't like it because it might affect sales but i think it's bold and i love it I love it when authors hate their fans. <laughs> Little much? I feel like that. I was about to much. say, like, I don't know how to respond to authors that hate their yeah, fans. Yeah, I don't know how to respond to that not, not like someone who's trying to become like, an author. So. Well, okay, so so I think, well, let me, like, like yeah, I'll, I'm going to, like, I'm going to put words, I'm, I'm going to put words into your mouth, James, but I put think words into my mouth. what we're talking about before was that, I, I guess on Twitter, like, in a Twitter, there's, like, people saying, like, they don't like the dynamic of the main couple just because the male character is softer and um like that's some sort of foreign concept like they've never like actually seen a, a couple i guess they need um, to touch grass yeah it's a little little touch touch grass kind of moment um so i i don't know if i would say that the author necessarily uh no no th- oh no my comment on on that is totally unrelated to shikimori that was much more commented on um subverting uh like will they won't they tropes by pairing off the main like the the pair at the end of a series is not the one that you expect it to be oh okay got it i mean sorry yeah i got i got pretty oh oh so we're having a quintessential quintuplets fight now is that what yeah i'd be like okay so i'm gonna go to whatever the, the the encyclopedia of arguments that apparently say that the story was built in a way where whoever the main guy gets gets with in quintessential quintuplets was what the story was driving to but like i've never read it so i'm just gonna straw man that argument and that's <laughs> i don't yeah. know if that was like a case of like author absolutely hates his hates their fans um i think that'd be funny if it was anyway we're yeah. kind of off track let's, let's... I, it's a shikimori's not just a cutie is really good it's i like the interaction between the main couple but to be perfectly honest i am much more looking forward to the i guess side characters like there's a lot of good like relationship dynamic between our main couple uh but i like the side characters because i think they're goofy and i think one of the one of the advantages of having a couple be together at the start of the series is it means you can play around with a larger cast because again you don't have to spend so many pages doing the will they won't they i don't i don't have anything to say because i mean it's cute and 
I love the main couple and I know there's more to come essentially. And so, yeah, it's so good. I'm so excited uh, as somebody that's read the manga and watching the opening sequence because you oh, the opening of... sequence is cute and it's really good. It's yeah. it's adorable. And the ending sequence is also is also pretty nice. But um, my favorite thing about opening sequences is that usually they contain highlights from the entire series. Um because the sequence usually, in most cases, stays the same for the entire show, and so you want it to be relevant from, like, the beginning to the end. So it's either something completely nonsensical uh, to the theme of the show, like, for example, um, the first two seasons of, like, Kaguya-sama, the opening sequence is basically, like, a, it's like a James Bond opening sequence where you've got, like, playing card motifs and, and that stylized, like, geometric patterns and everything like that, um, and, and kind of, like, quick quick cuts to, like, generic actions by each of the characters. But uh, Shikimori's opening sequence has things that are very clearly... And I say this as somebody that's read the manga, so I know some of the story beats. And I I recognize some of the, like, panels, like, some of the really impactful uh, pages of the, of the print version uh, getting kind of animated and thrown quickly into the opening sequence. And so there's... Um, there's this like tension with uh, like this little mini arc with Kamiya, the character Kamiya um, that I always thought was super neat. And I think it's, it, it, it you know, it, I, I really enjoyed that arc and it ends on a page like that just fill, like I, it evokes an emotion that I can't really describe because I don't know enough about emotions to accurately portray it in words, but it's that kind of, a little bit of like sympathetic heartbreak for somebody and, and the way that it's drawn. And there's like, I can feel like the swell of emotion. Like for example, if there was like an orchestral, you know, uh, if I were to write a soundtrack for it, the big dramatic swell of, of the string section would happen like right as that, you know, plays and everything. And I know that that's coming and I'm really excited for it because, you know, the opening sequence betrays that. Um, but even what's come out so far is just really nice. The voice acting is good. The animation is pretty solid. And uh, the cast just seemed to work really well together. You can, like, you know, it, it looks like a bunch of friends. And I like that. Also, I just want to take a quick question for both of you. Who is your favorite side character from that show? Because I have one. Oh, that's this is too early for me, James. I've, I've only seen too three episodes. Too yeah. early? I think three episodes. No, actually, be not enough. even three. I think it's only been two. Yeah, I've only seen two episodes. <laughs> the correct, the correct answer is Hachimitsu. <laughs> I love her. She's so great. Um, I think it's because she's everything I'm not. I'm a large, loud dude whose emotions are on his sleeve, and she is short girl who is pretty muted on most things. But that kind of like quiet rationality is something I I, I admire. We, we we could we could fix that besides the short part though so that's don't i believe in you james i i don't think i will ever be the calm and collected type unfortunately maybe you've known me for almost half a decade nick do you really think that i'm able to be that kind of person has it really been that long uh let's see i think mean, it's been i think you can it's been almost seven years we've known each other for almost seven years but you just said you graduated. You were oh, high school. I graduated in two thousand and fifteen. Oh, I started. I st my freshman year when I met you was the back half of twenty fifteen. Okay, before I have another existential crisis, uh, I'm gonna just say nothing and say yes. I believe in you, James. Uh, Thank you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all watching Rising of the Shield Hero season no. two? No, absolutely not. It's I didn't even finish season one. I can't like, I can't be bothered to start season two if I haven't finished season one. I I look. I can I can enjoy Kevin Pankin's music without having to watch the show it's associated with. You can kind of like imagine like the perfect show as long as you're just like <laughs> listening to the, the soundtrack. Yeah. Before, because I mean it is like one of the more anticipated ones. If I'm looking at like the now rankings, it has like five hundred thousand followers compared. To, it's it's even higher in number of straight followers compared to like Spy Family right now. But um, mm. 
I don't know if the rating is are way, way different across like Anatrins and across like Mallory Kings and stuff. So it's just like, where are we at right now with this show? Like maybe not as many spoilers, but like, is it? Oh, I have no idea where we are. I'm not watching I just it. Know th- <clears throat> I just know that a girl has joined the shield hero harem and she um, and the other girls were like, oh, I know a good idea. Why don't you become Naofumi's slave? And she's like, okay. And uh, people on Twitter are like, bruh. <laughs> so... oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, I saw it's... that part. <laughs> yeah, I think I know. I think I know where in the story that is then. Because this is the, the girl that used to be attached to the, the Not spear, spear hero. Not spear hero because right? he keeps all his women. It's the arrow guy. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> she's the one with the yeah something like that anywho yeah yeah, so uh so where i would i would say more like u.s twitter was like bruh like i'm not making this up and then some other countries twitter were like i don't get what the big deal is and frog coon actually had to come in and explain because she's australian so her country doesn't really have a history with you know slavery slavery and that was something she learned once she became like once she went international and she's like this is pretty important context that we have to keep in mind of and stuff like that so yeah at the same time americans need to understand that not you know that they our cultural our, our specific national history is not well known necessarily by everybody yes, else so but you can be surprised Frog but don't Kuhn be too nailed surprised it in the coffin where she said like maybe it's not relevant to your country but it doesn't change the fact that it's wrong so <laughs> oh yeah oh absolutely like slavery's messed up no matter how you slice it um there was a super interesting like little little thing i read about the reason why it's in so many isekai like as as part of like the worlds and it's basically just like they don't author or sometimes it's a consequence of like lazy writing of just like they don't want to have to write a protagonist that people actually want to be around so they find some way to magic him some companions that oh, can't that's leave. even worse what the heck oh no because like let's be perfectly honest I that will not stand who have any for lazy writing now, now that, that is definitely an author who hates their viewer because like at that point you're just like well this is the self-insert character and no one wants to hang out with them so yeah here you go <laughs> here you go you've decided to read this book instead of going out and touching grass so um i'm using that phrase too much uh i'll i'll stop now anyway um you know a show that didn't make it on the top 10 that i think it should and i'm enjoying it is uh, the executioner and her way of life I'm gonna is, talk is about good. that. <laughs> Go for it. I have I have like one silly little comment, so I'll let you do the serious discussion. Oh, before it's I very with my serious. So the amount, the reaction, because I'm covering the executioner and her way of life on our social, uh, namely blogging through Facebook and then making some tweets through Twitter because Twitter I can't really blog and write my usual things because of the limit, the character limit. Yep. 280 characters. I have gotten some very, very interesting reactions to that particular anime. Reactions that I actually was not expecting at all. Because I do think the anime kind of spoiled itself with its own synopsis and trailer. But with that being said, though, if you hadn't read the synopsis and trailer and you just saw the art and you thought it looked good. The first episode is an incredibly well set up bait and switch, and I yes, love it's it so very much. well done. Sorry, keep going. Oh, the amount of men in the anime community who have felt personally insulted by that bait and switch. That to this third episode, I am constantly getting comments of this would have been better if this was a male protagonist. <laughs> I think it's great. I absolutely love that bait and switch. I I I uh I did not know necessarily that it was going to happen, but when it did, oh, I was yeah. so I, excited. I, I love the bait and like, switch oh, as well. Great. I think that's a really good way to start a series, you know, as a whole. Like that's a good premiere episode. 
the reaction was just not what I was expecting because I thought when I was going to blog about that, people were going to be talking about how crazy of like a twist it was. But instead, I just got a bunch of people crying in the comments about how unfair it was. And so I was like, okay, that's what you guys want to talk Ooh, about. Ooh, the fictional television show didn't do what I wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think if you have a complaint with that, you need to reevaluate your priorities in life. Uh, it's a tele. It's a television show. I think the show. thing that's kind of holding Executioner and um, her way of life back is the animation. Sometimes can seem very, like the animation, the art can seem very clunky. The the thing that stands out to me because I think like I think the art's pretty in general. Um, like, oh, the I like character, the character design designs. Good, I yes. like I like the the world design and whatnot. Um, there's a fight. The fight scene in episode two between uh, Meno and like all the. In, uh, the royal like guards mm. or like soldiers or whatever you can tell that that was cut in a way where they wanted to imply action without having yep, to actually yep. animate mm-hmm. any of it and it it's a it's a pretty big drop in what i would say like overall it really it really takes you out which yeah. is yeah it really does it's like ooh, this is not the, the editing here like i am not a film major i am like like i i have the amount of like cinema cinematography knowledge that i have gleaned is is from like self-study and and reading and observing other like film critics uh thank you red letter media um but uh even even i with my amateur eyes could kind of see that and go that's not very unfortunately the third episode also has that issue so I was about I was about to say because I haven't watched the third episode yet, and part of me's like, you know what? This is, there's a chance that there just aren't as many action sequences, so I don't have to worry about that. No, too much, the third but, episode uh, was if... even harder to ignore because one of the new characters that is really introduced is so cool. Like she is an utter yes. Is she the oh princess? With the oh, she's sword. totally your type, James. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> Oh well, God. I mean, she has long hair, but you know, like everything else about her is your type. But anyway, she is so cool. I effing love her already, and she gets a fight sequence that just does not do her justice. So. Yeah, that's a pretty. It's a pretty big bummer then. Um, I will say. Uh, however, though that the executioner in a way of life is a ten out of ten show because it's got trains in it. That's that's ah. the only criteria you need. <laughs> Uh, to be top top anime of all time for James, uh, I I love yeah. Um, you can take that check to the bank and cash it. Um, I I honestly, you know, actually, one of the things that I I know it's not going to get brought up as much because it's just the setting and people aren't huge nerds about it like I am. Uh, but I love I love the whole like development of the world. And the, uh, and like, this is how much the world has changed because all these people keep getting isekai'd here, and like how the fantasy world is actually kind of just Japan light. Um, and, and like all the technology is already brought over, and like the food culture has already been brought over, and this, that, and the other. It builds, it creates this super unique and interesting world that kind of takes the idea of what would happen if people over and over and over kept getting like isekai'd. And, and like extrapolates what that actually means on like a long-term basis and the, the impacts that that has on society at large. And I love that. I think that's yeah, so no, cool. The, the original um, because... story, I mean, because this is an adaptation, the original story definitely has done something new because that is like, I really didn't think about it until I did start when I started watching this anime. I'm like, we never really hear it from, the perspective of the people whose worlds keep getting these isekai individuals like that, that wouldn't be easy either. And so I never like the thought never occurred to me until the executioner way of life, because I'm just going to say the protagonist is a character who lives in a world where isekai individuals keep coming in. So this is her world. And, um, and it, it's just once it's just a perception that at least I've never really thought about until this anime. And I'm just like, oh crap, I should think about that. So yeah, it's it's great though because you 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 get kind of little snippets of that in other shows. Like one thing that comes into mind, and even like gets brought up in the first episode is like, oh, you know, I need a way to make money. Why don't I just bring this food idea or this food that I that I'm familiar with and like bring it to a culture that might not have it? And it's like, oh, too bad, somebody already did that. 
but you get scenes in other kind of, you know, re- like reincarnation or especially isekai mm-hmm. where somebody gets transported is like, oh, I need money. And a pretty common trope for that is like, how do I get money? And they basically, some like tailor goes, you have weird clothes, sell them to me and I'll give you money. And they go, okay. And they sell the clothes off their back for money and then dress like a local. And that's kind of where that ends. It's usually just a plot device to get somebody to blend in. But, you know, you get to take that further. The tailor now has like modern clothes and can like iterate on that. And that itself causes like a new fashion revolution and you see that in the execution and her way of life people dress like you know i'm gonna say like early 1900s like turn of the century clothing because you are still you have modern inventions but you've got primitive ways of manufacturing them and and whatnot and so that's kind of the end result is you have you have a vision of modernity but your technology just isn't up to par and so you end up somewhere in the middle which still puts you, you know, like early, you, know, you have trains, you have signage, you have, you know, suspenders and, and kind of mat, you know, collared shirts and, and all this other stuff, you know, buttons and much more modern fashion designs. And I, I can't, I, I'm nerding out over it and I'll, I'll, I'll stop there, but like that already a huge plus and might almost make up for the not great action sequences. As long as I get more of it. Any anything else uh, that anybody's watching? Is anybody yeah. watching you, boy Kong Ming? I watched because I really want to, and I've been. Getting, <laughs> I mean, in the I've, top ten, I only have two. I've been I'm getting pestered watching, so. <laughs> by. Uh, oh well, there we go. I'm getting I'm getting pestered by I got pestered by Mark to start watching it because he's like the OP is a banger and I'm like yeah the OP is pretty good it's bad it's news fine. I always have homework I think it's it's definitely a fun interesting premise I really like the first episode but the next two haven't really like haven't really stood up to the premiere um and the other thing that really stands out is mm. PA works is known for their really gorgeous visuals a lot of times like aquatope of the white sand is there are just shots yeah. where you're just like oh that is pretty you know um but your boy your boy combing is really lacking that and it's which is kind of sad because you know you're so used to pa works as like insanely good visuals so so when you do when a studio that's really known for making good ones isn't really showing it it just stands out like a sore thumb so so that's like one thing that's fighting to my enjoyment and i do think uh the second and the third episode have kind of been a little repetitive in regards to the setup of the episode and what it's trying to do so they better start switching things up they want to keep it interesting so yeah yeah we'll see i'm i'm tempted to start watching uh Let's see. Oh, I'm you know I'm not even gonna bring up that show. It's my personal little garbage to eat, and I'll. I'll I know exactly what you're talking about. I may I may drop it if if um if it does not if it doesn't even clear that low entertainment threshold for me. Uh, I'm scared to ask, but what is it? It it's sucks. the trapped in a dating sim. It the world sucks of more than it sucks more than Tomodachi game. <laughs> Worse than the average isekai. It's it it, uh, it it didn't have a whole lot going for it uh, when it was like a manga adaptation of a light novel, and then the anime adaptation took like the one thing I mostly enjoyed about the manga, and then didn't translate it over well, which is to say like art and character design. Um, so it's not great, but I I like the source material, one of the source materials, and so as you know, I'm contractually obliged to to watch the adaptation to some degree i'm i'm surprised that data live 4 is are is like on fifth i don't don't know anything about data live but like out of curiosity i watched like the first episode because the first two minutes of season four seems like so such a different universe it's really funny like watching kind of like the teasers between the the couple seasons of data live there's some I really see. dedicated people for this. I, that's, I mean, sometimes that's all you need, like, to is to just have, like, a dedicated fan base. Um, I was reminded of that back, uh, a couple days ago when I was shopping uh, online because Sentai Filmworks had the spring sale, and they had some, like, $3 DVDs and Blu-rays, and I'm like, oh, hey, this is a Utano Prince-sama uh, 
DVD. <laughs> oh, I remember Nick's review of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just weird because it's like I don't know if it's just one of those shows that like because um, I'm not necessarily into like a romance sci-fi harem, although I I am because I've I've obviously watched Macross a lot. Um, but it's like this wouldn't necessarily be the one that I I would have been drawn to. But then you know that there's just so many people like that would line up at cons whenever I would see Data Live. So it it I don't know how to describe it. Like, is there? It's better? a dedicated fan it's, base. It's really it dedicated. It's like it's it's just another rabbit hole. But it's like it's very um, like there's nothing I can say that could ever critique it because it's just so ingrained in itself. And I, I kind of am impressed by that after a certain point, because I think there's um, a certain energy that is kind of felt when you're just like, well, we're big. This is cool. I like this. I'm going to ignore everything else now and like not go out of my way. Like, whereas like with something like attack on Titan where it's like, you have to let everyone know you're into this and this has to be your personality. But then this is like, but then I, I, I feel like the Data Life fans go, like, way harder than, like, your average sci-fi fan, so. Possibly. I think, I think there's, there's uh, yeah, that, that difference between, like, quiet confidence in how good and excellent and awesome your favorite show is versus the, uh, the other two, the other two options, which is, uh, this is awesome and not enough people know about it, so I'm going to scream its name from the rooftops, which is the Odd Taxi School of Thought. And then there is the, uh, this I like this a lot. It is my entire personality, and I must let people know so they don't understand how hollow I am actually on the inside. Which is, uh, we'll just say, Attack on Titan. Or really liking trains too. That's a... <laughs> yeah, trains. Trains. Uh, yeah, my odd taxi. My odd taxi deluxe uh, Blu-ray box has finally arrived in the mail. They were held up in customs for a week. That's really nice because, like, you were mentioning how you couldn't get your your copies because of that but i thought that like everyone else in the group chat was just like look at all of our cool odd taxi boxes yeah that we ordered, got his like, meddy got his way like, after when james ordered his yeah uh so they arrived and they're excellent um i'm also scared like i took one of them out and took a couple pictures to show off to folks but i'm like i put put it back very delicately like exactly the way it, it came out of its like plastic sleeve and everything uh, so I have them and they're precious and I'm way too paranoid. Uh, Did you buy like two of them? Like one, one, I bought two, one yeah. to keep, one to like, one to use, one to keep one and one to, to like, archive. Like this is, this is your grandkids inheritance. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, it's really cool. It came with a lot of really cool stuff. Um, that's my, that's my odd taxi moment, uh, for this particular episode. Uh, any other shows that folks are watching? I've got one other that I'm, I'm watching, watching one, but 10, it's not but in the I top ten. And I've I've had better luck on Facebook being interested in it and willing to like watch and discuss with me, but not so much on Twitter. So, <laughs> so it's dance, dance, dance. Sure, is that how you pronounce the last word? Oh, I have mm. no idea what's going on Dan- with that Dan- one. It's a Mappa show. Yeah. Denswer. Is it French? If it's French, we just have to say it really, really poorly, I've and then probably, Betty will spin uh, so fast in his grave and come back to haunt us French, and tell us the correct so. way to say it. <laughs> but anywho, I really, really like it. It's only been two episodes, but I think it's just been doing such a great job. So uh, the story, so first of all, it hits on a theme that I think is important that I'm actually going to write an editorial about, which is you know, the complexity of masculinity and how sexism affects men in a, a harmful way, just as much as women. And the, so basically the main character, as a boy, he fell in love with ballet and his father, who is a huge manly man, who was really into martial arts, at first wanted him to do martial arts. But then when he saw like how much his son um, loves ballet, he was like, you know what? Go for it. I support you. I love you and all that stuff. But then it's a good dad. Yeah. But unfortunately the dad making that, that small comment of why don't you do something more manly, like martial arts quickly logged into his brain um, when his dad very abruptly died and suddenly all these other people were making comments to him, you know, out of goodness, not malicious intent at all, but they were suddenly making comments to him about 
hey, you're the man of the house now. Like, you need to protect your mom and your sister. Like, you got to, like, beef up. Like, don't forget, your mom and your sister are depending on you. You're the protector and stuff. And he gives up ballet and completely devotes himself into the things that his dad and overall society considers manly. But his life is quickly called back to ballet when a girl with uh, with a ballet instructor teacher as a mom, um, they moved into town and she quickly noticed that he retains a lot of his ballet knowledge from when he was a kid and recruits him to the studio. Um, and basically, at first, he what he was following to the studio because obviously he's a teenage boy and this really gorgeous new girl suddenly is interested in him. But he finds himself quickly getting called back to ballet and he's in this very like complicated spot of trying to rationalize that he's only doing it because he's chasing after the girl when the reality is he very much loves it still. And it's like the it's just done so well already in two episodes. Like the pacing is just right. This theme is exactly the type of theme that I like to see in stories. And so, which is once again, why I'm going to write an editorial on it. And the ballet dancing is so delicate and beautiful. Like it, I can, I really feel like I'm watching a real life ballet when they do the ballet scenes in it. And so I just really love it right now. And like I, I, like I said before, luckily people on our Facebook page have been much more open to engaging with this uh, anime. I like they're watching it. They're talking to me about it as well, based on what I wrote. But it's not quite the same on Twitter. So <laughs> it it's so interesting hearing you talk about like the reactions on the different social media platforms because like we have Facebook going like yes this show about ballet and the complexities of like what society deems as masculine. And then Facebook is also like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And I like that. And that's why obviously I don't like or dislike any particular community on our social media, because admittedly there were some men who were in the comment section who were like, yeah, ballet is really feminine stuff but they also when I made a went but they watched it and they also said like it has like made them think because one thing that the anime very accurately points out is ballet is very physically strenuous you got to have muscles for that and so but and usually oh, things yeah. related to physically strenuous activities that requires muscles tend to automatically be associated with masculinity and but ballet is one of those exceptions that just does not it's very it's always considered very feminine and so and that was something that you know some of the men were discussing in the facebook post they're like yeah actually you know and they were even pointing out like i feel like in the old days ballet was seen as like a men thing and then it became a women thing later. And then some people are saying, well, maybe it's because ballet, you know, really, uh, you know, really um, depends on flexibility and women as a whole do tend to just be more flexible. And that's why. And I really love seeing that discussion. Um, and it, it's all it also makes me happy to see so many people engaging with it and like starting it just out of curiosity, if nothing else. But yeah, Twitter hasn't been as successful. So. <laughs> That that is a really interesting like thought discussion. Be like, at what point did certain dances devolve from either masculine or gender neutral to like a masculine or feminine sort of? It reminds me a little bit of uh, how in like Shakespearean time, every role was done by guys. Like even yeah, even mm -hmm. like female roles. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, this whole like you know commentary on a you know like ballet and and the you know what is masculine and but also like the stress that and how like difficult it actually is to do ballet reminds me of a movie i watched as a kid and please 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 one of you have also watched this did have either of you seen the game plan starring dwayne the rock johnson no. yes yes but i'm not gonna yes. admit that in a court of law you've admitted it thank god i'm not the only one all right so gracie you haven't seen it but that that movie kind of gave me one of the first um like a similar kind of lesson of just like ballet is not just a girly thing and basically rough plot or this particular it's one particular scene which is uh we'll, we'll tr i'll try to give you the the cliffs notes on this movie uh so the game plan uh 
Dwayne Johnson is is Joe Kingman, a big fancy quarterback, you know, famous, makes a ton of money. Anyway, he finds out that he has a daughter from like either like from a former lover uh, and has now been just been thrust, you know, suddenly is in charge of her. Like, surprise, she's here. And he's like, oh, crap, I got to learn how to take care of a kid. And she is very much into ballet. And he's like, oh, ballet, you know, it's a girly thing or whatever. I'm a football player. I do this, that, or the other. And But one day he, um, he you know, takes his daughter to ballet practice and the ballet instructor's like, oh, you think ballet's for girls? All right, why don't you do one, like, practice with some of the more advanced, like, dancers or whatever? And basically it's like, all right, yeah, I'll take your challenge. And then just it's smash cut to him dripping in sweat like out of breath, just exhausted, <laughs> barely able to stand up. And he's just like, oh God, I'm dying. And the instructor just looks perfectly normal. And she's like, all right, now you want to say that ballet is like just for girls or whatever. And, um, and it, that, that to me was like, as you know, as a young, as a young, uh, like boy growing up, it was just like, oh damn, you know, ballet is actually like, super intense and and i should i shouldn't you know let my my initial kind of prejudices influence how how i view in this you know this particular case like this sport or this art um and that that beat gets brought up again later when um when uh again our our main character like gets to participate in like the ballet show with with his kid and Aww, all you know all the cute. all well all the other members of the football team get like brought into the audience and they're like kind of like laughing at him uh because he's like oh look he's doing you know, like ballet or whatever and then it, but he's taking it like really seriously and so then like you know what actually you know this is pretty cool and then the team kind of gets on board with it and i think there's a scene where like they're playing a football game and he busts out some like fancy ballet stuff to to kind of run circles around one of the football pl- one of the opposing football play uh football players Aww. so you know it, it's a neat little ties it all together but i think it's i i just think it's funny that like you're you're going into this excellent kind of deconstruction on 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 like sport and masculinity and all that stuff and then my brain just goes hey do you remember that one silly little movie you watched when you were 10 I mean, years it's still old good. it's still good to mention and it is relevant yeah so i like the game the- plan it's actually a good movie and everybody more people should watch it even if it is just a goofy little uh goofy little like you know 90 minute romp he sounds like he loves his daughter, and I always love a good dad, so, you know. Yeah, well, he has to learn how to love his daughter. He has to learn how to be, like, a decent father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's the one I really want to highlight. And, you know, it's by Mava, which, you know, people have already said is a studio that's been overrun with production, which I do agree with, and I trust the experts when they say that. But it, it's just been so gorgeous, and I um, – and oh, uh, the opening sequence is really, really pretty and really cool. The opening sequence is uh, is essentially completely in the three main characters POV, and so like the camp. So the way that it starts is literally like looking at their desk and what it feels like when it's it's literally like you are that person when they stand up from the desk when they wave goodbye to their friends and stuff. It, it's a it's a wonderful opening theme song, but yeah. I, I hope it gets more popular. Um, I think definitely the hardest part is going to be capturing the uh, Twitter uh, community, the Twitter side of the community, because my Facebook posts have been like always shared quite a bit. My first one actually was shared more than 700 times. So I do think I've got people there interested. But yeah, Twitter, not so much. So. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just get you just get you know, different reactions. I was I was gonna ask with like the uh, the ballet sequences was there like um, how how is it animated exactly? Do you think it's like rotoscoped or is it like kind of a combination of it or um, I'm going to guess it's kind of, a that combination. Seems like... mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess it's combination because the reason why for that is first of all it looks really too so um, yeah it looks really two D animated. But at the same time, the movements of the ballet are so fluid that CG, like the rotoscope has to have been involved because it's way too smooth with the way that they, because ballet is very purposeful. Like every single placement of their finger is purposeful, whether the middle finger is slightly raised over the others, whether um, the hand is arched at a certain angle. I say that not because as someone who's done ballet, but because 
I growing up there's like one of the family friends their kids did ballet and she was really good she actually won a lot of awards so I know it from her specifically but ballet is very very precise and very purposeful with every single placement of their body and the anime actually does such an insane job with that detail when the way they move that I'm like rotoscope has to be involved but it looks 2D so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because the other thing is like with weight is like the most important part I think the craziest I think ballet clip I've seen um I don't remember which particular group it was but essentially they had all the women all on their tiptoes but they had to wear really long flow dresses to the Mm -hmm. floor but then Based on this move, it was like you had to move in a way just to so you don't hit your silhouette of your mm-hmm. dress. So the end result is that the your tiptoes are being covered by the dress. So it looks like you're literally like floating like a mm-hmm. ghost, just gliding around and moving. But like under the under the surface, it's just like the hardest move you've ever done because you're putting like all of your weight on your two toes, like just to bounce around like that. It, it, it's like absolutely insane. Yeah, I some of the I I could never do ballet. My my only exposure to it is uh, what uh my aunt used to take me and my family uh out to see the San Francisco ballet uh, every like Christmas time to see the Nutcracker. It was always uh we we made a whole day. Uh, it it's only on um, number twenty. I just realized how low it is. <laughs> it's very low. It's even it's even lower than. Uh, trapped I in know a that the world that gives me physical pain. <laughs> it's what the people want. <laughs> they want they want bad adaptations of bad shows or bad like series. That's that's what the the people want. The uh, the people are garbage eaters like me. I that's why I have more mass appeal is because I eat garbage just like they do. Have uh, Nick, have you been to the ballet before? Like, not to just get back. I just want to talk about ballet a little bit now. No, no, no. You haven't? Oh, you should go. I should go. I should go. There's a lot of culture that I was at. So recently, so I had the, on my vacation, I got to go see Orville Peck's first concert back in a while. Um, Oh, nice. So that was cool because he got to play basically all of the songs off of his new album, which if you don't know, he's basically like a country star that um is gay so like a lot of it is kind of like a lot of reclamation um it's so interesting it's like in when you're listening to this guy's voice it's like you're watching elvis and freddie mercury and johnny cash on stage at the same time oh that's cool it's, it was like an immaculate concert i was just i was blown away it was immaculate vibes no, I'm serious. Like, like it's it, you gotta listen to some of his albums sometimes. This is a... I'll, I'll I'll give it a listen. Uh, but yeah, you should do you should do uh, you should do ballet should... too. But more more horizons. Like I never thought I'd go to a country show, but I guess here I am. Yeah, uh, I I would recommend ballet. I mean, the Christmas season is always a good time because like every as much as the like performers probably hate it because it happens every single year. Like the Nutcracker happens every single year. I happen to enjoy it just because I like the music more than necessarily the actual like performance like i'll just listen to the nutcracker suite as is mm. i was gonna um, say i thought you would just like the the giant dancing rats <laughs> you're just like the dancing are rats are very good, good. Yeah. and um ac- <laughs> yeah <laughs> my my actual favorite this is this is funny because uh i was uh how do i how do i apologies in advance to everybody who's actually cultured and appreciates good performances i would fall asleep a lot whenever we went to the nutcracker like I I would stay because this is like a it's like a certain number like a two hour show or something, and I'd fall asleep about like half an hour in, and so but like my parents would always make sure to wake me up right before my favorite performance, which is I always love the Russian dancers, um, because not only do I really enjoy the high energy song that accompanies them, but the San Francisco ballet they make these they make basically like faberge eggs with like a paper covering and the dancers burst out of the eggs like the kool-aid man uh except you know more refined because it's ballet and i always loved that every single time they did it it's a very specific niche of people that might be listening to this podcast will know what i'm talking about (laughs) anyway uh yeah shows are good 
I I will pro- I promise to watch more shows by the time we we get to our next episode, which I still haven't even picked out a topic for. We'll find out. I think I will be in the throes of my final exams at that point, so we'll see how everything how everything works out at that. Sadly, point. Sadly, I think the season is going to end up pretty predictable. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of looking at the list going like these are the shows that I like, these are the shows that I've heard good things about from other people. I feel and like I... it's just gonna be Spy X Family, Kaguya Sama, and Shikamori's not just a cutie. It's just gonna consistently remain at the top, those three. I mean, last season we had like a consistent, like the same four shows. Yeah, I know, over. which is why I was kinda hoping for a more chaotic version of the season, kinda like one of uh actually kind of like the spring season of last year that was really chaotic but um but yeah i feel like this season when i was looking at i was like it's it's going to be pretty consistent on who's going to be at the top so (laughs) yeah i think to to put it in a magic the gathering team we've solved the format for this particular season and we already kind of know what everything's going to be yeah yeah maybe next season like if i look on the looking forward it's like you have hataraku season two you have that Show that looks like it's got the Andre person. Which one? Call of the Night. Oh, call, oh, called. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wait, that's next season, right? That's next season. I'm gonna be in the woods. Well, but then when you no. come back, you get all of it, just like with Odd Taxis. Uh, like that's true. I'm I'm really enjoying Call of the Night right now. Uh, the the i the manga style is really really good and i'm probably going to get a lot of gracie just like today in the episode just going like james she's probably your type um <laughs> you made it too easy for me <laughs> yeah she apparently looks crazy. I sh- you should not be like what i'm confused there, no it the mangaka for that series is really good at, at drawing um a particular style of woman um and i'll leave it at that Nick is, <laughs> Nick is safe because if because he's you know in a long-term relationship and i don't like doing those things with guys or people already in relationships so, oh, as so as... i just need to get a girlfriend and then you'll stop teasing me yeah basically if you're single it's free real estate for me if you're taken it's not free real estate for me so just morally speaking oh gosh all right anyway um I, the the only good thing about a solved format when it comes to seasonal anime is that it means that we get to talk about our favorite shows that aren't in the top 10 and say that you know we 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 know the good shows that aren't getting very much attention which i think in my case is going to be me talking about i need to watch it when it becomes more available but summertime rendering the manga is stellar and if the adaptation you might not get good, it this season it, which pains me to say but yeah <sighs> The uh the uh mangaka put out a one shot or not a one shot uh, technically two chapters but like a, a little spin off series um just a couple days ago it came out of manga plus which super great very good stuff uh but yeah thank you for tuning in everybody uh I make a motion to end the meeting do I have a second I'll be your second so seconded all in favor say aye aye, aye. <laughs> All opposed say nay. I was like, is there a is there a bureaucracy anime this season too that I didn't see? <laughs> no. The eyes have it. <laughs> the eyes have uh, it. Let's I... go. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh we will see you in a couple of weeks and hopefully we'll all be more informed. I'll I will be more informed. Gracie doesn't need to be any more informed. She already knows everything. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I hope you all have a wonderful next couple of weeks, and we will see you then. Uh Chat with us on social media if you feel so inclined. I I keep lying to myself saying I'll get more involved on the Twitter and then failing to do so. But uh, chat with us on the official anime trending Twitter. Chat with us in the Discord. Chat with us on Facebook. All that good. Give us that sweet, sweet social media interaction. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye.